I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike. Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. The Chicago Marathon is on the air, on the score. We are proud to be back with blow-by-blow coverage of the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The score is incredibly proud of its partnership with this great race, just like our next guest, the Bank of America Chicago president, Rita Cook. And wouldn't you know, Rita, we've got a world record pace breaking out on the women's side today. Uh, Ruth Chepengedich is going blazing fast. So welcome to our show and uh, something exciting is happening. Yeah, thanks for hosting me. I understand this is one of the fastest marathon courses in one of the best cities. Absolutely. And with Bank of America, I mean, how would you wouldn't want to be associated with any other sort of event, especially on a day like this. We're off to such a blazing fast start. Why is it so important for the bank to keep its relationship and association with this race? This month, I celebrate 25 years with Bank of America, and as a native of Chicago, I've got a lot of pride in the race. One, the economic impact. Last year, coming after a, a hiatus from the pandemic in 2001, we generated over $307 million in economic impact for the city. That's the equivalent of 2,200 jobs in a time where tourism starts to wax or wane. Since 2001, you're saying? Yeah, since 2001. Wow, that is something else. And I know the charity component is another big, huge uh, part of today. How many? A few hundred million have been raised for charity over the last few years. It's nice to know that this race has such a charitable component to it as well. Yeah, of the 40,000 runners, we've got 12,500 running for charity. Last year, we hit roughly $21 million from our charity runners. And this year, we're on pace to hit our high watermark, which was 2019. We generated $27.9 million for local, regional, and global charity. So one thing I love about the runners is not only are they out here for themselves, they're out here to give back. 
The men's, women's, and wheelchair races are all happening right now on the scores coverage of the Chicago Marathon. Another moment with Bank of America Chicago president. For, and for 25 years, happy anniversary of your time with the bank. It's Rita Cook, a Southeast Chicago native. I want to mention the score. Very proud of our partnership with this race as well. I mean, Bank of America has a lot of places where it could be, you know, spending its uh, promotional money. But uh, this race seems to be the one that uh, makes a lot of sense. It does. Mainly the economic and philanthropic impact. Like I said, annually, it's the $300 million for the city, the jobs it creates. You've got 40,000 runners coming into our city, staying at our hotels, eating at our restaurants, enjoying our beautiful lakefront. How do you like our view of the finish line here? I have to tell you, the score has an amazing view of the finish line. I wouldn't want to be in any other seat right now. It's going to get crowded down here about next hour when the uh, the jelly beans spilled across Columbus Drive start crossing through, as I like to <laughs> as I like to call it. Thanks for the time, Rita. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks to Bank of America for being such a great and important title sponsor. Kerry Pinkowski is joining us as well, the race director for 32 years here, uh, here at our broadcast position. Kerry, uh, world record pace, is that what we're talking about with Ruchep and Gedich at this point? Uh, she's, uh, she's definitely on a mission. Um, you can see that. So um, I think you... But well, when you I, say I, she's I, on a mission, what do what you talk... Explain. She's I, on a mission I today. think she was motivated. Greg Meyer, Jenny Spangler, Josh Liss... I think she was motivated by what took place in Berlin where we had a, a woman that's, that's a, in the secondary group that ran 215 and had, I, I mean, I think the energy that's come out of the tra training camps and I think they're looking at 214 as, as not even a barrier. I think, I think uh, the, especially the Kenyan women, the Ethiopian women are looking at 212 to, I mean, I think they're going to, it's, it's just a mindset that they're in right now. I think we broke through in the last two weeks and, uh, you know, you, very rarely do you get conditions like this. Very rarely does uh, Greg Meyer, you know, Jenny Spangler, you know, where you intersect with your training and your fitness, and then all of a sudden the environment is is. Uh, I think she's gonna she's gonna take advantage of this. Yeah, and that course record and current women's world record set by Bridget Koske in 2019, 2:14:04. So it was her game plan today to come out with her pacer again, but last year. Uh, race director Kerry Pinkowski with us, Greg and Jenny. She left him in the dust after just about eight plus miles. I guess if we're monitoring Ruth today, uh, will that be the key when she finally loses that pacer? You know, I, I think you know it's it's emotions. I mean, if she say she goes out, she, it's it's how she maintains herself. I mean, I think that there's I think it's just a mindset, as you know, barriers. I mean, everybody thought Paula c couldn't run under 217 and then 215, and then Bridget ran 214. So yeah. um, there's some magic All here. right, Jenny Spangler, let's talk about mindset. You were a U.S. Olympian. You won the 96 trials. You came back in 03, set an American Masters record here in Chicago. That was a fancy 232-38. Great time. Uh, brings a smile to all of our faces. But when you're watching someone like Ruth Chepengedich do what she's doing again this year, racing on a world record pace, not just a course record pace, and Carrie says it's more of a mindset, uh, how does that make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. And as Carrie mentioned, both London and Berlin have had very, very fast times this year. And just the energy and the confidence that it gives athletes to see that you know people that they train with, um, their competitors can do this. It says, I can do this as well. And she as absolutely is on a mission. And as an athlete, you're constantly kind, kind of going through like a body check. And if she's feeling good and the pacer's going too slow, she's just gonna push him aside. Carrie, I've gotta ask you a question though. It, what, I get going out at a pace, you know, she's a 217er coming in, wants to set the world record. 
but her pace yet is 208. I mean, it's incredible how fast she's running right now. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, that's why we're here. Stand by, stand we, by, is that why we're here? Stand by. We're going to go out to Ruth Chepengedich and bring in Trinier Moser, who's got her eyes on Ruth. What do you see at this juncture? I just hit uh, mile number seven. We hit 502. It's uh, Ruth and her pacer. Um, she's still with the pacer. She's still going strong. She's still looking amazingly relaxed and confident and strong. Um, at the 10K, she did have a water stop that went really smoothly. Um, that's always kind of a big feat for the athletes just to make sure that they're getting their nutrients and their liquids in as well. But it's the Ruth show. She's out here, and she's looking great. Um, she's try Now she's kind of like one-stepping her pacer a little bit. But um, they're running together. So... Trenier, do you excited. see anybody behind her, any other, like, a second group of women at all? No. I mean, she's on 208 pace. I don't think anyone um, is trying to even uh, – I mean, the pace is hot. I don't think anyone's going to even attempt to go out that fast. So there's no other woman in my sight right now. She was fast last year on the first half, maybe not this fast, but Ruth Chepengedich slowed down in the second half of the race, whether it was a lack of competition, some heat, or conditions. Uh, Trenier, if you're sizing up what might happen in the second half of her race this year, is it too soon to tell? All right, we'll catch back with Trenier. Jenny, I'll aim that question at you. She slowed down in the second half of her race this year. So, you know, if she's on world record pace this year, it, she can't afford to slow down too much on the second half this year. No, she can, and you just don't know. She's feeling good right now. She's running within herself. The marathon is a fickle beast. You never know what's gonna happen in that second half, but uh, yeah, she's looking great right now. And I also wanna mention, you know, we've been following Emily Sisson. Last I heard, she was on 215 pace. Um, so she's running well too. I think Ruth has pulled the entire field to a new level. Mm -hmm. And race director Kerry Pinkowski, Emily Sisson, one of the up-and-coming Americans in the field on the women's side. That'll be uh, fun to see if she can get up near that podium. You know, we, we spoke earlier, Josh. I'm I just impressed with uh, the timing. She's really focused on uh, this point in the calendar, long run-up, long, uh, you know, preparation for this. She's working with the guys that were with her when she set the American uh, record in the half in Indianapolis. So... Um, She's caught up in this. Again, I'm going to repeat uh, Josh List that, uh, you know, when your fitness and the weather intersects. Greg, how many times have you been prepared and all of a sudden you get, you get stymied by the weather or whatever? It's, I mean, it, it, this, is, this is one of those days where it's a, it's a, it's a no-excuse day. Yeah. It's perfect. And it, let's factor in the training. Let's factor in this, the, uh, what these athletes did two weeks ago in, in, in Berlin and what they did in London. And then you throw, you throw the shoes and everything in there. I think I think you're seeing the next generation of uh, of what athletes think they can do. I mean, there's oh, the, when you talk about that mindset and what they can do. You mentioned the previous races and the fast races in Berlin and I London. Uh, London's moving back to the spring, but is that mindset, Greg? When times are falling, when faster races are running, is that really are faster times spreading through women's marathon running? Is that sort of a mental mindset? Is just a matter of Absolutely. Convincing it's yourself it could be gone. It's at this just like juncture? Bannister breaking the four-minute mile the first time. The floodgates open. And I think what you're seeing right now with Ruth is 
it, it, I'm, my age is showing now, it's Beeman-esque. You remember when Bob Beeman set the long jump record by like a foot and a half? It's just so far out there, it's like people never expected it. That's what we're seeing out of Ruth right now. Yeah, awesome. that will be something else. That will be something else. All right, let's take a pause on the Ruth versus the field or Ruth versus the clock. She's on a world record pace here in the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I got race director Carrie Pinkowski peeling away, but Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer are with me. And so is Chris Weirman out in front of the men's pack, a yo-yo of about 10, 12 guys. Chris, what can you report at this part of the race? Well, we're running through one of my many favorite parts of the race as we head south on Broadway. Everybody's come out of their homes to cheer on these elite athletes. We're down to 11 now. Somewhat interestingly, well, very interestingly, is that Nagasa has already dropped well off the pace, right around seven miles. Even though the pack did not make a surge, he fell off the pack shortly after they had taken their elite athlete fluids. So he's continuing to fall back. But one of the surprises from my perspective is Hasoya from Japan, who is not only in the pack, but he's up right behind the Pacers. So he may be trying to mix it up. Now, he is a 206 marathoner, so he's fast, but he is not one of the athletes that we were talking a lot about because we were focused on some of the other Kenyan and Ethiopians. But he is definitely putting himself in a position to run strong. Yeah, you're talking about Kyohei Hoysoya. Hoysoya a 27-year-old from Japan who's got the sixth fastest time among Japanese runners. Guy shaved 22 minutes off his marathon time between 2020 and 2021. Hosoya is also hoping to make the 24 Olympic Games. Who else may be in that mix there? We're wondering if Seifu Tura, the defending champ, is still there, Chris. Seifu is looking really, really good. Uh, coach is looking good. Well, these look good. I mean, these guys right now, except for Nagasa falling off, which is a surprise, the rest of them look really good and are running really, really smooth. And they're letting the Pacers do their job. The Pacers are side by side, pulling the pack. They're relatively tight, but they don't have a lot of wind that has to be broken. So they are just settling in and running relaxed, which is very important at this stage of the race. And the 25-year-old Connor Mance making his marathon debut right here in Chicago. Uh, the American debut record, 207.56. We're not sure if that's going to be threatened by Mance today. Uh, do you have eyeballs on any pack behind the pack, any men's runners behind this lead pack, any sign of Mance? The, the next pack behind these elite athletes in the front are about a quarter mile behind, and they're, from my perspective, it's a big pack. I cannot tell where Connor is in that pack, but there are a number of athletes that he's able to run with assuming that he's mixing it up with them, which I assume that he is. So he should have a fair amount of protection. And as some of these other guys drop off later off in the race, he may have a nice string of, of runners to be able to pick off and move up if he's re running really well and feeling really good. Thanks, Chris. We'll check back with you in a moment. I'm actually curious if most of the Americans right now are still chasing Ruth. And I'm talking the American men, yeah. you know, because they were all looking to try to break 210. Ruth is on pace to break 210, which, again, is an incredible, incredible, just to think of that right now. She's on pace to smash the course in world record by more than four minutes. I, uh, just, and, and we were shocked when, when we set the record at 214. Um, but, you know, it's, I'm kind of speechless as to how fast she's running. And I think the American men, that group that wanted to break 210, 
I think I see them all bunched up just behind her. Well, don't run out of words, Greg Meyer, because we're on the air until 10, 10 Thanks, Jen. We're on the air until 10 a.m. today. And our broadcast of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon's 44th running here on Sports Radio 670 The Score doesn't happen without all these great sponsors. We want to let you know we're thinking about you today. Abbott, there's BioFreeze, Gatorade, Pods, Tata Consultancy Services, Bank of America, of course, the title sponsor, Advocate Health, and Goose Island, that uh, finisher beer is going to taste especially nice for somebody this year, or maybe a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> that Goose Island finishing beer at the 27th mile post-race party up in Grant Park, that gets going around 9.30. Enjoy your official Goose Island finisher beer. The chair racers are expected to finish in about a half hour, 45 minutes. Tatiana McFadden, Dan Romanchuk, are a couple of Americans in the mix. Want to also mention the chair racers, Susanna Scaroni and the Swiss mister, Marcel Hoog, the silver bullet. So a lot of action happening in the chair races, while on the women's side, a world record pace is playing out. The defending champion, Ruth Chepengedich, is smoking the field. Our reporter out in front of the pack is Trenier Moser. We're going to check back in with Trenier right now. Is Ruth ha is hanging on to her pacer? Has she left him in the dust yet, Trenier? No, she is hanging on to her pacer. We're just going through 15K. We're on Broadway right now. Um, her and her pacer actually just had another fuel stop. I mean, it's unbelievable how fast they're running, and they both have taken fuel at the same time um, and successfully. Um, but... Ruth and her pacer are going at it. Um, she's just running absolutely fearless. It's almost like she's done this before. It's really unreal right now. Well, she's kind of done it before, the defending <laughs> champion, Ruth <laughs> Gedich. But how about around her? Does she have room to move around? Are there is there a bubble? Is there a halo? Or does she have competition from other elite men up around her? What's her spacing? Um, there is a, another pack of men behind her, um, but she does have plenty of room to move around um, and just kind of find the, her right footing on the road. So um, the, the men are catching her, but she's, I mean, she's moving at a very, very fast clip that, I mean, they almost might find her helpful. <laughs> World record pace, Ruth Chepengedich. What are those numbers, early numbers coming in, Jenny Spangler, on Ruth? Right now, pace? she's on 209 pace, which I have no words to describe 209 pace. It's just insane, incredible, fierce. I'm hoping when that second, that pack of men maybe catch up, she can just kind of meld into them and let them carry her along for the next several miles. Yeah, is that interference or will that be helpful if she runs into a pack there? I think it should be helpful that, you know, she will have more people to pull with you know, not just her pacer. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, what's going through the mind of that group of men that are on 209 pace and look over and go, a woman's been leading us. This is, I mean, it's shocking for us. I can only imagine what they're looking at and going, how'd she get here? I mean, cause it's, inc 209's incredible. It is, as a female athlete, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a mother of a daughter and she's on pace to smash the course record and world record by over five minutes. Long way to go. Long way to go as she approaches about third way into the race. The men are much tighter together. 
And we know that the defending champion, Seifutura, is in the pack. But the Americans we were hoping would be there aren't so much. Connor Mance in that next group. And on the women's side, the speedy Emily Sisson, along with the rest of the women, far, far back. What's got us stunned here is that Ruth Chepengedish, the defending champion, is on pace to smash the world record by over five minutes. Does this remind us of anything we've seen before? We followed Bridget in 2019, but I don't remember her. Obviously, she didn't go out this fast. No, I think if I remember correctly, Bridget in 2019 ran a little bit more of kind of she was more even, went out a little bit more conservatively uh, built into the race. But I really, really love that Ruth is going to have a pack around her that can help carry her along. She can just kind of get in the middle of that pack and let them do the work. Right up until now, yeah, she's been with a pacer, but she's done the work. When you're with a group, mentally, it just helps you out a lot. The look on her face looks pretty cool, calm and collected, Greg Meyer. She looks unbelievably good. And, you know, when you think about this, and, and, and it's hard to think, to get my arms around this, but, you know, it's so incredibly fast it's just you know so if she gets to halfway and let's say she's on 210 pace she can slow down you know and uh it you know it's yeah it's, it's crazy, still set it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and we keep talking there is a long way to go but you know right now she's looking really relaxed and at the end of the day, whether she holds on or doesn't, she's running her race. She's running her race. Speedy Ruth Chepengedich aiming to defend her title in Chicago, perhaps break the women's course record and current world record. She's on pace to smash the mark by minutes. Amazing. The men are about 10, 12 deep, a third of the way in. We've got a lot more ahead, including the finishers in the chair races later in the 8 a.m. hour. Stick with us. We're at the finish line. It's Josh Liss with Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler and a cast of experts. It's the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Good morning. We're back with our broadcast of the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer, welcome back. We want to mention that Ruth Chepengedich, the women's leader and defending champion, while there's about a dozen men in the lead pack there, and we expect them to split later on and enjoy, we'll enjoy calling that. Ruth, it's Ruth against the clock, Jenny. Oh, absolutely. She is still on phenomenal world record pace, uh, 210 predicted finish right now. Slowed down just a tick, but not much right with her pacer. She's going to need that pacing help for as long as she can. But interesting to note, there is a second group. They're still like eight minutes back, but there's five or six women that are running 218 sub 219 pace right now. American Emily Sisson is right in there. Right now, her projected finish is 218.36. She's actually in second place right now. We like hearing about Americans in position to get on the podium, but we also like the words world record pace, Greg Meyer, and that's what Ruth is sort of on right now. This is world shattering pace, yeah. you know? I mean, it's really incredible. You know, I, I, if, if she can keep up even close to this pace, 
she will shatter this thing. And, and it's just, you know, it, it just the courage to go out and do that because she knows her splits. She knows what's going on out there. And she's still after it. I Can just... Ruth break the record today here on the score? The approximate women's finish is going to be around 9.50 this morning. So don't go anywhere. We've also got another guest here joining us at our broadcast position near the finish line with Abbott, one of the great title sponsors of the World Marathon Majors and, of course, the sponsor of the Chicago Marathon. It's Chris Miller, Divisional Vice President. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Thanks for being back with us. Oh, it's fantastic to be back. And I think uh, I'm going to count myself as maybe the lucky uh, person here because two weeks ago we were at our first fall Abbott World Marathon Majors race where we got to see Ellie Kipchoge set a new world record of 20109. So uh, maybe I'm bringing some good luck here for our, our uh, leader. That's right, because Abbott is the title sponsor for all six of the World Marathon Majors, London, Berlin, New York, Tokyo, Boston, and Chicago. And, you know, world records certainly come and they go. But here to be in the middle of it and to be, uh, you know, associated with one of the big sponsors and to have it play out in front of you, what's it like to see it play out? You know, it's fantastic. It's not just about these uh, uh, these athletes that are that are leading, but uh, just coming from the start line where Wave 2 is just finishing up about Wave 3, about ready to start. It's For us, it's about celebrating health. And it's a health technology company, and this is our, our local hometown. It's just great to be out doing that. So, for example, for all the runners today at mile 25.2, we've got a cheer zone of 350 employees and family members who are going to be cheering them on. We've got 94 employee runners who are out there to celebrate the course along that 26.2 miles. So really uh, being that inspiration for all those spectators. Last year coming back felt a little different. The field was smaller, the spectators, it was smaller, but now it feels like, and how would you describe it, a real return to, to that marathon season? It, it is fully back and then some. I mean, we just had uh, three marathons in three weeks with Berlin Marathon, London was last week, and then Chicago. The Expos uh, was completely busy. It's great to see everybody out. The corrals are full, people are smiling, uh, they're high-fiving, uh, the energy is, is back, and as, as people, we need that, and what a great way to celebrate health today in Chicago then to have this spectacular weather day as well. Yeah, exactly. The weather is sparkling, 40s uh, up into the low 60s, maybe mid-60s, just a little bit of wind, a little about 8 to 10 mile per hour breeze. You know, I talk to my people in, in the business and people who know running, and a lot of them think, you know, six world marathon majors isn't enough. They, they think there should be one or one or two more maybe. Uh, would you would you be surprised? I don't know if you want to break break some news here. I don't know, uh, Chris Miller with Abbott. Is there room for the World Marathon majors to grow? Well, we have announced we have six amazing races. We have announced uh, looking at expansion. So there are three races that are under consideration. Most recently, uh, the City Marathon took place, which uh, is under consideration. Cape Town. Uh, we've, we've looked at uh, Chengdu in China as well. So again, if we're going to be a, um, a World Marathon majors or Abbott World Marathon majors, you truly want to be global. What sort of timetable might uh, Abbott be on or the organizations be on and maybe deciding on possible expansion? Well, again, this is about uh, the quality of the races, the spectators and things. So it isn't just about adding races, but it's about those experiences. Um, for all those uh, Abbott World Marathon major runners who are chasing their six star, uh, don't fear. It were probably at least uh, you know three or four years away. There'll be plenty of notice for that because um, we know a lot of people are out there chasing their six-star medals, and we have a number of them today that will be receiving those. Yeah, those are beautiful things, beautiful pieces of hardware. We spoke with a woman uh, from London, England, who is getting her six-star medal today. She's run all of the London marathons for many years. She's in her 60s. She's run over 600. I could only imagine she's going to you know, turn 70 years old, and then all of a sudden two more world marathon majors are going <laughs> to pop up, and she's going to have to get a couple more stars. But, uh, you know, it's great what uh, Abbott's been able to do in the world of marathon 
Marathon running and beyond. So we appreciate your time here on the uh, broadcast. Great. Thank you. It's uh, Again, for all those runners out there and people celebrating, we're, uh, we're here to celebrate your health, and especially at that mile 25.2, uh, look for our cheer zone. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll be listening for it here on the official broadcast on the score. Thanks for the time today, uh, Chris Miller with Abbott, and uh, enjoy the rest of race day. Thanks a lot. It's the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, the 44th running, and we're back on the score. Where else would you, would you rather be? We're on until 10 a.m. this morning. I'm Josh Liss in the beautiful weather. I guess it's a little chilly for us. We're sitting around, but there's not much of a breeze, and the sun is out, so I think for the average runners, they're going to be taken care of, and for the elites, it's not too hot and not too windy. Jenny Spangler co-hosted the finish line for her 15th broadcast with us, and Greg Meyer celebrating a 40th anniversary of his Chicago win in 1982. Guys, we're going to circle back to the women's field right now, and Ruth Chepengedich, and why don't you give us the latest on Ruth against the clock and a potential world record pace? Well, she's still running strong, 2.10 pace, which is going to do great even in the men's field. Um, so, yeah, she's looking strong. She's slowed down just a little bit she's at you know 504 for the last mile she started out 454 455 um but she's at that point in the course where you know she's settling in um getting ready to just kind of grind it out and she's been there before last year you know she went out hot she still maintained a strong finish even though she slowed down she knows this familiar feeling and I'm sure people are telling her what kind of pace that she's on. She's excited, but she's just focused and just trying to get mile after mile in. Ruth Chepengedich, the defending champion, 27-year-old from Kenya in bib 101 with a red-orange top and blue shorts, a ponytail wagging back and forth as she wobbles those elbows. She may be slowing down a bit, but her race is blazing fast. Ruth is going about four minutes above the course record and world record. So she's still on pace by about four minutes to shatter it. Let's head out to the course and pick it up with Trenier Moser, a five-time U.S. champ, NCAA All-American, a retired athlete, and following the lead women on our broadcast again. Trenier, you're following Ruth Chepengedich. What do you see at this point? Um, we're just at another water stop, so she's taking in fluids again. Uh, honestly, Ruth is just owning these roads right now in Chicago. It is amazing. She has been running so comfortably. Um, her pacer is doing an amazing job just just trying to stay out in front of her. because uh, She's kind of been one-stepping him a little bit, and then he'll get out um, and make sure that he's just breaking the wind. It's still a little breezy out here, but it's the temperature is amazing. And honestly, I have to give the city of Chicago a lot of credit. The energy is just insane. The streets are lined, cowbells, DJs, bands. The people have come out, and they are loud and supporting Ruth. Thanks, Trinier. If you get a view up close of Ruth and maybe any expression on her face or any sort of condition on her running form at this point, how would you size up what you see when you take a up-close look? She's still relaxed. She's not. There's no grimace or any sort of pain. She just looks really relaxed, calm, and collected. Like I said before, it's almost like she's run this pace before. So obviously, training has been going really well. I know on average her long runs are 40k, which is like 24.8 miles. 
So she's used to running this pace, and you can really see it because she is comfortable. Ruth Chepengedich is dominating the Chicago Marathon once again. We'll check back with you momentarily, Trenier. On the wheelchair side, Marcel Hoog is in the lead. Those, those chair racers are getting within about 10, 15 minutes of the finish line. That'll be this half hour, the approximate chair finishers. Marcel Hoog has the lead on Dan Romanchuk and others, and we'll catch you up on the women's chair field momentarily. The men's race is where it's at today if you're looking for a race race, <laughs> Greg Meyer, because there leaks to be about a, double, a dozen guys or so going elbow to elbow. Let's go out in front of the men's race where Chris Weirman covering the lead males, an accomplished distance runner and area coach. Chris, what do you see on the men's side? Well, guys, we are just crossed the half marathon mark. They're 102.20, so 204.40 pace right around where they were talking about being still looking very comfortable. We are now headed out to the West Loop. Uh, both pacers are still in front. The pack is still pretty tight. Everybody is looking relaxed. Nobody's falling off looking tight or uh, even any sort of discomfort as we get ready to head into the West Loop. I think we're gonna start seeing in the next few miles something develop only because it looks to me like a number of the athletes are a little bit anxious. It looks like uh, a couple of them want to make a move I see them uh, individually taking a look up front, coming up to the side of the pacer, and then tucking back in. So I just get this sense that a couple of the athletes want to make a move and are waiting for somebody to drop the pace because they've been really holding this 445, 450 pace relatively smoothly. I just get the sense someone wants to make a move soon. Say Futura still in the mix, the defending champ. He's in the mix and he's looking comfortable. You know, last year at this time, he was also up near the Rabbits. He was letting them, the Pacers, do their job uh, and, and waited a while until they left before making a move. And so I would anticipate that he's going to do the same thing this year because the weather is more in line with what he likes. And after having that success with the big pack last year, he knows how to run this race, this course, with a pack. And that gives him a heads up and an advantage as we get into the latter parts of the race. Do you sense that any of the males are sort of keen off any one person, or do you think they're all just going with the pacers right now? Because usually, like you said, after about 13 miles, somebody starts to get a little nervous and antsy and might sort of make a little surge, soften that pack up. It looks to me that they are just keying off of the pacers, which from my perspective makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're running 204.30 pace. They know that they're all fast. And there's not one guy, as you guys have talked about, that is going to be the favorite or the dominant insofar as they have a, a faster PR. So to me, they are all staying calm and running the plan, and they're going to wait until someone makes a move. And I think that we're going to see that soon. Yeah, it was a pack that broke up over the last few miles last year. Uh, Chris, stand by. We're going to reconnect with you momentarily. Did you have a last thought on where the men are at right now? Just moment, that, you know, it, if, if the last few years have taught us anything, the race really picks up after about 18 miles. So they're on 204 pace now. It's conceivable if they surge in those last, you know, eight miles, uh, we could be sub 2-4. And sub 2-4 is pretty darn close to a course record. Um, yeah, the men's course record set by Dennis Cometo in 2013 is 203.45. That's the men's course record. 
and the defending champ, Seifu Tura, in the mix with at least eight or nine other competitors on that men's elite side. On the women's side, Ruth Chepengedich versus the clock. What's the latest on her attempt at a world record time? She's still on world record pace. She has slowed a little bit over the last couple miles. Right now, um, she's currently projected around 211, 212 which is still two minutes under the world record. I think the telltale sign will be these next three or four miles to see if she can maintain just the steady pace that she's at right now. Um, if she starts falling off a little bit more, we'll have to start questioning things. But right now, she's still going strong. And Emily Sisson is still holding second place. She's on um, 219 predicted finish right now. Keep an eye on Emily Sisson, who debuted in London in 2019, the fastest American debut debut marathon ever. She's got the eighth fastest American time ever. May wanted to threaten that U.S. record. Did you say 217 pace? Jenny? Well, no, just a 218, 219 pace uh, right okay. now. But still right there. Still right there. Kara D'Amato said it in Houston earlier this year, 219-12. Emily Sisson running the race of her life, but won't catch up with Ruth Chep and Gedich, the defending champ who's on world record pace, unless something odd happens. So on the chair side, we've got Marcel Hoog, and we're going to catch you up on that finish in the chair side later this hour. One of the guys who's having the most fun today is Gabe Ramirez. He's on the lead vehicle, swerving through town, checking out all the party spots. Gabe, I, I wish you could just, uh, for your sake, hop off and spend some time at these parties, but you're rolling through town. What's been your experience so far? It's like the biggest rave ever in the city of Chicago. That's what's happening. Uh, it's a beautiful day to be a Chicago, and I will tell you that uh, the runners are looking great. Not only, Dot, is it the people on the streets of the city it's also people exiting their apartment, sitting outside of the stoops of their houses, cheering on these guys. And it's, they're doing a phenomenal job of it. And the coolest thing I've seen so far today, a dad and his son trying to keep pace with the lead pack. It was the funniest thing. They lasted about four seconds. But I'm sure it was a memory the two of them will have for a long time. Oh, that's good stuff. So in terms of landmarks, you're going through 29 diverse neighborhoods. There's all sorts of landmarks. What have been some of the things you've seen and what's your point of view right now on the course? Yeah, I think the best part when we're passing up north, right by Sheridan and Broadway, just the amount of people, because it just lets you know that, you know, from the north to the south, the city is supporting these runners. Right now we're heading down Adams, just past the Racine, uh, hitting Whitney Young right now. So. Again, the streets are lined wherever you go, including uh, Whitney Young High School on Adams. And those cheer zones with the cowbells and the bands that are out there, you called it the biggest rave in Chicago. But uh, <laughs> if, if you really wanted to describe it as something else, uh, what, what, what kind of words come to mind? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's almost like the biggest, like, you know, Chicago's known for their block parties. So this is just an ongoing block party. As Chenier mentioned, I had no idea they'd have live bands on the streets, and I've seen three of them so far. So if you're looking for a place to party, just get out right now in the city of Chicago. There you do it. All right, hang in there, Gabe. Uh, enjoy your we'll ride do. through town. We'll catch up with you later. 1.7 million estimated encore spectators. It's a beautiful day. Get out there and cheer these folks on. There are over 40,000 of them running through the streets. In fact, at just 8.35, about a, five minutes ago, the final wave is making its way through the starting line. So you had the elite racers start at 7.30 this morning, and they're going to finish up in the 9 a.m. hour. But that last wave of average runners, most of the tens of thousands, are still making their way through the starting line. 
at this point. In fact, you might have the last few starters going through the starters gate while the men's and women's chair racers come in and finish. We do have an update on the chair field, guys, and we're gearing up to call the chair finishers pretty soon. So I know Ruth Chepengedich is on a world record pace, and if you want to add something real quick on Ruth before we switch attention to the chairs. Um, no, so Ruth, I, like I had mentioned, had slowed down just a little bit, but her last mile was still right around five minutes. So the slowdown has not been anything significant. Um, so she's still, she's still trucking along. Blazing fast. The men's wheelchair race. Dan Romanchuk, the face of the place, three-time defending champ from 2018, 19, and 21. Remember, the 20 race was wiped out is not in the lead. Romanchuk is trailing Marcel Hoog, the Swiss mister, the 36-year-old silver bullet, second place last year in Chicago. Hoog has the lead right now with just a few miles left here in Chicago. On the women's chair side, Susanna Scaroni of the U.S., the 31-year-old out of U of I, Jenny, is in the lead. Absolutely. Right now she has a six-minute lead over the second place uh, woman chair and so just phenomenal she in the press conference yesterday said she likes to go out hard and fast and that's what she did it's kind of like a Ruth Chep and get it show fantastic stuff all right let's hit the brakes right there Greg Jenny it's Josh Liss here at the finish line we've got much more ahead including the wheelchair finishers next up stick around with us it's the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 the score and now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Right on time for the men's finish in the wheelchair race, and it's not close. Marcel Hoog, the silver bullet and world record holder, is rolling by as we speak. The 36-year-old from Switzerland in that shiny silver helmet, living up to his nickname, the silver bullet. Marcel Hoog will cross first this year's winner in the men's race, the men's chair race at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. He's a three-time champion now from 2016, 17, and now 2022. Marcel Hoog is the men's winner at the marathon. What a dominating race. I mean, it, he and Daniel were going head-to-head -head in the last two marathons, Berlin uh, and then London last week, where only seconds separated them. Today, way out front what a great performance by him yeah absolutely you know marcel has won berlin london now the bank of america chicago marathon just incredible yeah for a third time the world record holder not setting any world records today but the first of our four champions are in and it's marcel hoog the 36 year old from switzerland the silver bullet he's won all around the world and again here in chicago Dan Romanchuk won't win for a fourth straight year. Uh, unbelievable that nobody has come in yet behind him. Uh, what a dominating performance by him today. It's just an incredible race. Incredible race. It is incredible to see Hoog finish so quickly and in first place with no one around him. The storylines will fill in on how Romanchuk couldn't keep up. 
Nine-time champion Tatyana McFadden has won Chicago more than any other marathon competitor, but it looks like her U of I training teammate, Susanna Scaroni, is in the lead, and Jenny, it may be her race to lose. Oh, absolutely. Last time we checked, she was still four or five minutes ahead of the second place, and I just want to say, so far, one of my my picks has is coming through for me, so I'm uh, <laughs> one out of four right now. There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm guessing that would have been Marcel Hoog. <laughs> yep, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, Susanna, like we said, she went out fast and hard, just like uh, Ruth, and uh, she's holding strong. Yeah, Susanna Scaroni in that wheelchair, 31, year old, 31 years old. She's an American, part of that renowned U of I wheelchair program and why don't we stick with that for a moment and talk more about what Adam Bleakney's been able to do down there in Champaign and how it's really reverberated through the world of marathon running chair racing. It really is the center of the universe in terms of wheelchair athletes. Uh, the people that they've you know produced you know going back well over a decade. It's just incredible and you know it's it's the place to be. That's Absolutely. where you go train. Yep, it's a great training environment there. Um, lots of support and they keep producing and producing and producing. One year after a car accident, she's setting records again in the 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters. She was third in Berlinda, Berlin, second in London, and is now competing here today in Chicago. So what does that tell us about Susanna Scaroni and how she's been able to come back, and now in the span of just a few weeks, Jenny, Berlin and London and now Chicago? Absolutely. She keeps coming after it time and time again. And I know this win is just going to be something special for her after being third at Berlin, second at London to win an Abbott World Marathon major is something to put on that resume. That's for sure. Absolutely. She also won the inaugural Bank of America 13.1, the new half marathon race here earlier this year. And Susanna Scaroni got married what just last month about six weeks ago absolutely she's having quite the fall for herself <laughs> <laughs> this will be some kind of honeymoon huh greg <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, you know god bless her but that's that's a lot to take on in that a prize money will get you to hawaii yeah or wherever you want to celebrate connor so. mance is getting married next week so you know, he, he's hoping for, you know, that October is a good month for him. There's going to be no one available after today. <laughs> Susanna Scaroni, the 31-year-old American, has a big lead in the women's wheelchair race. And we've already called our first winner, Marcel Hoog. Let's check back on the women's side now. And the winner, or last year's winner, the defending champ, Ruth Chepengedich, and her world record pace. Last time we checked in, she was about four minutes ahead of it. Where does she stand now, guys? Um, she's slowed just a little bit. She's still on 211, 212 kind of pace. Um, I've noticed she's created a little space between the pacers a little bit ahead of her, and really she needs to try to bridge that gap and pull up to him again. Her arm swing shows a little bit of laboring to me. She's kind of got a tightening up there. So. The telltale sign will be these next few miles. She's going to finish in about an hour, and I see what she's doing with that pacer. The pacer is still with her. Yeah, I mean, you know, the pacer is running a great race and, and has done a wonderful job for her. You know, I, I think she had to slow. I mean, oh, it, it, it just being all by yourself out there, you know, it, yeah, she has a pacer, but mentally, this is her race. And, you know, so she's going a little bit backwards right now, slowing down a little bit. In contrast to the men who have a pack yet at 15 miles, they're getting faster. Yeah. 
they're probably going to negative split running faster the second half. She's going to try to hang on after setting such a blistering pace in the first half to see if she can still get that record. Yeah, full pack of eight, nine men in the mix there, and Ruth Chepengedich going after what could be a world record. World records have been set here in Chicago. In fact, Bridget Koske, who owns the current women's world record, set it here in Chicago, two hours, 14 minutes, four seconds, just in 2019. Oh, absolutely, and I wanted to kind of uh, go back just a minute, Greg, with the pacing situation, because I'm sure you've been in this before. What do you think right now will help Ruth the most? Should the pacer come back to her a little bit to help her out, or should he maintain that pace that he was set to do? You know, I think if he would go back and help her, I think that would be a great asset to her. Or if there's some other uh, runners that would come up on her. I think the, that group of American men uh, went past her about two miles ago. If she could have stayed with some of them for a while longer. But, you know, still, she is running. You know, <laughs> she's slowing down, but she's still two minutes under world record pace. She's running five minutes faster than her PR. Uh, it's just an incredible leap for her to be at this point in the race running this fast. And it's a winning formula that proved successful just last year. Oh, absolutely. And like we've talked about, she's been in this spot before where she's slowing a little bit, but she knows she just has to grind, keep grinding it out. And you do that in training, so you're mentally ready to take upon that challenge. Now, Ruth Chepengedich has about an hour to go, and if uh, she comes in a little sooner than that, it could continue uh, as a women's world record. We've seen a few of those set in Chicago. Three women's world records have been set here in Chicago in 2001. Catherine DeReba in 2002. Paula Radcliffe and then Koske in 2019. You know, and I think we, you know, as we're so excited by what Ruth is doing. We overlook the fact that as the men get faster, there's a potential course record there for the men. I mean, you know, they're projecting right now to be the low 204s, maybe high 203s. That's in the ballpark. And, you know, they are running, their last couple of miles are faster than when they started. You know, their last mile was 439. Uh, they're picking up speed, gaining momentum. Um, totally different, you know, style of race than what we're seeing with Ruth, who's been all alone out there. Would you say it's more of a traditional marathon happening with the men? It is, especially for Chicago. Chicago's known for like the last seven or eight miles, you know, they drop the hammer down and go at it. And I think you still have seven men in that race right now that think they can win. That leads to fast times. Yeah, last year there was that seven-man pack through 19 miles, and there's at least seven of them right now. And how far along are we on the men's race with less than an hour to They're go? We're coming into the 18-mile mark now, and that's traditionally when you start to see people make their moves you know somebody's going to get antsy pretty soon and say i gotta try to i i gotta try to steal this i i, I gotta separate myself um, yeah and we're sticking we're staring ahead at our 26.2 finishing mark at the finishing line with greg meyer and jenny spangler it's josh liss we're going to take you up to the top of the hour and then all the way through the finishes till 10 a.m here on the score ruth chepin versus the clock it's ruth trying to get the women's world record while a pack of about eight or ten men are going elbow to elbow into mile 19. Um, and I have been keeping an eye on Connor Mance, our American that uh, we're very hopeful for, and he's still 207.26. 
predicted finish, so he's definitely on target. You know, he had said yesterday he wants to be sub 208. That American marathon debut record to remind you, Josh and Greg, is 207.56. So if he can hold on to his current pace, he, he's got it. Yeah, and I'm looking at him as being fast, and I'm looking at Connor Mance as someone who's been nicknamed maybe by his own coach uh, at Stone, right, who was a, a past uh, runner-up here in 84, uh, nicknamed the Mance Pain Chamber. Now, his name is spelled M-A-N-T-Z, Mance Pain Chamber. <laughs> well, I guarantee you he's going to know what that pain chamber feels like when he, about mile, what, 23, 24, Greg? <laughs> well, you know what? You never know. I mean, yeah. he, he's running great right now, and he's on track to have the uh, American record for a debut marathon if he can stay on that uh, 207 pace. Um, and my guess is, I, I'm, I think, that this lead pack that we see of seven, when they start throwing some surges in, some of these guys fall off the back, that second pack can start to see them and they draw on that thing. And it, it's, we used to say it taking numbers, you reach out and grab them, and put them behind you. Absolutely, and another thing, the weather of course is ideal, but there is we, that little bit of breeze southwest, so when they turn onto Michigan Avenue, I think that's gonna give everybody more of a mental boost than anything, just to feel a little bit of a breeze on their back, and I think that's really gonna pick up the pace. Yeah, the conditions have not negatively affected any of the elite runners as best we can tell. Wave three, if you're one of the average runners, should be through the starting line at this point. So good luck to those average runners and have fun taking us along with you along the course. There's going to be nearly two million people estimated along the course. In the race, we've already had one winner in the men's chair race and a $50,000 bonus for a, a non-official course record at this point to the winner, 36-year-old from Switzerland, Marcel Hoog, now a three-time champ in Chicago. Susanna Scaroni, a 31-year-old American out of Champaign, has the lead in the women's wheelchair race. And it's Ruth against the clock. Ruth Chepengedish, the defending champ on the women's side. While on the men's side, six to eight men are trading elbows in a bang-bang race. Boy, a world record could break out. It's happened here before a handful of times. We've called them Greg Meyer, Jenny Spangler, Josh Liss here at the finish line of the scores call, the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I keep coming back to Ruth and the record, but uh, where is your mind at right here as we approach 9 a.m. almost? I just looked at the, and you know, thank you, Bobby, for keeping us updated. The men just ran their fastest mile ever in 436. You know, the pot's starting to boil over there. Ah, the pot's starting to boil, Jen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, looking at this race, what, there's like 10 men under 205 right now. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting last few miles. Ruth, last mile, 503. She's continuing to hold steady, which shows a really, really good sign for that world record. Our Bank of America Chicago Marathon official spotter, Bob Gordon, doing his job today, setting up Jenny and Greg with all the numbers they need. We appreciate his assistance as well. We're going to check in with our reporters along the course. We've got one of our four winners in today, and we're going to call it all in our final hour. This day is flying by with Greg and Jenny here near the finish line. It's Josh. Stick around. Our last hour is ahead. It's the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.